Greetings, and welcome to Episode 6 of Ending the Sexual Dark Age. I'm J.V. Altharos, and this episode is going to be a quickie covering some listener mail. I've been wanting to spend more time on listener comments on the show, and I've been encouraging you guys to shout back at me. I'm also in the process of getting the show a voicemail account so that you can actually call in. The last episode showed me pretty clearly that 45 minutes is just too long for this show in this format, so I definitely don't want to extend every episode for the purpose of covering listener mail. I decided it would make more sense to do an occasional bonus episode, which is what this is. I want to start by touching on some very critical feedback that I've gotten regarding episode 5. Both Gibb and especially Derek had some very negative comments that I'd like to take a minute to address. Gibb felt that show was ranty and boring and that I spent way too much time on the same topic, also that it wasn't nearly as funny as previous episodes. I'm actually going to agree with that on all counts. The last show turned out a lot differently than I'd initially conceived, and I spent so much time on one thought process that the whole show kind of fell flat. I covered the same basic points from too many different directions, and the underlying intention was completely washed out in a lot of cases. I also agree that I really didn't bring the funny to the table as well as I usually do. Derek was much more disappointed. While he did feel that some of my points were thought-provoking, he feels that they're all at the extreme and felt the entire thing was just one long anti-religious rant. Again, it wasn't my intention to have it come off as a rant, but in hindsight, a lot of it really did turn out that way, and some important points obviously got totally lost for some of you. While there has been a lot of positive feedback on Episode 5, in fact, more than any other episode has had so quickly, there's been enough well-considered negative feedback that I decided to add a prologue to the beginning regarding the criticism to serve as kind of a warning label on the nature of that particular episode. It definitely is much more serious and a lot less funny than usual, and future listeners will have a better chance of enjoying it if they know that up front. They'll also have an opportunity to take a pass on it entirely if they're particularly sensitive of severe criticism of the institution of religion. I've also changed the description in iTunes to accurately reflect what the show ended up as, which was an extremely critical look at religion that some listeners do describe as a rant. As far as the points that got washed out, I'll make them in different ways down the road. To those who loved the last episode, I thank you, and to those who hated it, I'll ask you for a mulligan. In any case, if the critics are hearing this, they're still listening, so I'm going to move on to something to put the fun back in. As I've said before, I'm open to hearing requests, so I want to touch on a comment posted by a lady named Geese from Central America. She says she's enjoyed all the shows and would really love to hear me cover sex toys and swinging. Both those topics are coming up soon, with sex toys sometime in the next three or four episodes. I'll have to see how things stack up for the masturbation show to see if I'll have time to cover toys along with spanking the monkey and slapping the snapper. Toys are obviously related, more so for women than men, but I also want to spend some time talking about couples playing with toys. Remember guys, your dick still gets credit for any orgasm you give her, no matter what tool you're using to get the job done. Swinging is also definitely on the list, and I'll be talking about that as part of a show on group play in general, including threesomes. There are a few more topics I'd like to cover first that are a little more fundamental, so look for a show on swinging and group play around episode 12 or 14. It's a really, really common fantasy, but in the real world it just isn't for everyone. And I'll try to help you figure out if it's something that would work for you before you even dip a toe into the deep end. I've got a lot of topics lined up, but I can't possibly think of everything that would interest you guys on my own. So feel free to do what Geese did and post on sexualdarkage.com or drop me an email to jvaltheros at gmail.com regarding anything you'd like to hear about on the show. If I get a lot of requests for a given topic, I'll probably move it up, and if I get requests for something not on my list, I will be happy to get it in the queue. There is no topic regarding sexuality that I am unwilling to cover. 
The next listener didn't specify if they were male or female in their posts, so I apologize if my wild guess is off. I had to pick one or the other for the purposes of pronouns, and the coin toss came up peckers instead of hooters. Strangebird posted on the website that he tries to learn all that he can about sex, but he's still somewhere between shy and terrified of talking about a lot of it, even with a pretty long-term playmate. He gets so embarrassed and paralyzed to talk about sex with his playmate, even though he's assertive elsewhere in his life, that it boggles his mind. Well, Strangebird, you are not alone, and this is a really common issue. I'm a big proponent of talking about sex, and making it a part of the conversation is going to be a recurring theme here on Ending the Sexual Dark Age. You need to have open lines of communication between you and your playmate so that you can both learn what the other likes with less trial, error, and guesswork, and hopefully a little less mess. But if you're generally shy or embarrassed, it can be really hard to take the first few steps. Because we've been taught that sex is dirty and shameful, a lot of us are really uncomfortable with the topic altogether. You're kind of putting yourself out there when you're talking about sex and taking a little bit of risk, even if it's with someone you love and you've been with for a while. Embarrassment talking about any topic is certainly not something you can just get past overnight because someone flips a switch. I also don't suggest trying to dive right in, even if you could force yourself to do that. This is one more area of sexual exploration in which baby steps will serve you best. You definitely don't want to go from being the shy guy to asking her to stick a spatula up her ass and slap your face with it or something, at least not without warming up to it first. One easy way to start bringing sex more comfortably into your conversations is to tell some stories, and funny stories are even better. Sometimes sex is good, sometimes it's bad, and sometimes the random things that happen are just fucking ridiculous. I'll use one of my own stories as an example, even though this is a witness statement and not my personal misfortune. When I lived in my first apartment, a couple cuties moved in across the hall who were also really cool, so my roommate and I started hanging out over there. We were having some beers in the living room one night with one of the girls, while the other was having a little bit of naked time with her man in the next room. Out of nowhere, we hear, Ah! A few seconds later, she ran naked to the kitchen, filled up a towel with ice cubes, and ran back into her room. They came out in the living room shortly, and he put an ice-cold beer between his legs while he was drinking another one. Turns out, he was watching her bent over, looking out the window, and got hard again. So he decided to run up behind her and stick it right in to start round two. I should say that this was a really bad plan from the outset. The kind of thing a cock would come up with all on its own. I've never known anyone with such good aim and coordination that he could thread the needle at a gallop. He startled her, of course, and she jumped out of the way, giving him plenty of room to nail the windowsill with his thighs and run his cock straight into the glass. We do call it a bone, girls, but it is definitely not a bone. It can get damaged and even ruptured if it ends up making a right or left turn at Albuquerque, and he bent his cock in half on impact, ended up spending the next several days in pain, feeling lucky that it wasn't bad enough for a trip to the ER, and the explanation that obviously would have accompanied that. There are a lot of ways to make sex part of the conversation that have nothing to do with discussing your own desires or fantasies, if that's not something you're ready for yet. That's something that I think trips a lot of people up. You don't need to lay yourself out on the line to be able to talk about it. Even telling funny stories about weird shit that's happened to you or other people will do a lot to start laying the groundwork for those lines of communication. As long as you don't end up drunkenly telling some story about the time you went to see the Mexican donkey show and TJ and decided to jump in the ring, you're really not opening yourself up to ridicule. So, Strange Bird, I'm going to suggest you give this tactic a shot. In fact, just to throw you a bone, so to speak, you can pass along the story I just told as something you heard from somebody. The stories don't even have to be your own, just something sexual and humorous that you can use to start making sex a part of the conversation. 
It's amazing how quickly we get comfortable with topics when we take the time to laugh about them, which is one of the reasons I tend to be such a silly fucker on the show. Another thing to consider is whether your playmate is in the same place as you regarding the shyness and embarrassment. Whether your playmate is shy or the outgoing type, you'd be amazed how far you can get by simply saying, I want to be more open talking about sex, and I want you to help me by talking about it with me more. That will not only help you start to block out the sexual dark age, it will strengthen your relationship overall. If your playmate is shy, it might take a little bit of nudging, but as long as you're trying to start slow, you're not really presenting them with anything terrifying. If your playmate is the outgoing type, they'll probably be more than happy to help you shake off the funk. We've all had naked time go haywire, and if you sit down to tell stories over drinks or something, you can probably trade them back and forth for a bit. I'm going to do an entire episode on sexual conversation along with talking dirty, but I wanted to touch on this concept because of Strange Bird's concerns. Today I'm going to introduce you guys to a new character on the show, and for once, it's not just me doing voices. Say hello, Shara. Hello. Shara's my girl. Well, actually my submissive, in the interest of full disclosure. We've been together for about nine years. We have fantastic sexual chemistry, partially because we have totally open sexual dialogue. Blunt and open communication is something that goes hand-in-hand -hand with BDSM play, and that makes it one of the many aspects of kink that can be helpful in metered doses to anyone, even if they're not particularly kinky. Strange Bird isn't going to go from where he is now to where I am with Shara without a lot of time and effort, but I thought it might be fun to bring her on the show this time to give an example of what open dialogue can sound like if you're totally past the shame and shyness stage. This is all unrehearsed other than me giving her a general heads up about what we're going to talk about. Whatever's about to follow is just a snippet of how we talk about sex when we're alone. So baby, we tried a little bit of a new position last night. What did you think about it? I liked it. A yeah. lot. Mm -hmm. You want to do it again? Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, what was your favorite part about it? Well, first it was the spontaneity of you just deciding to try a new position and telling me how you wanted me to be. So that was the first part of it. Yeah. And then there was the sensation that I've not felt in some of our other positions before. So it was a really great position. Oh, so I actually managed to get my dick in there in a brand new way after nine years. <laughs> you did, after nine years. Well, that's, that's, see, everybody out there in internet land, <laughs> that is a beautiful fucking thing. <laughs> It is for me, too. So, so it's probably fair to say that you'd like to do that again. Absolutely. Uh, now, and the next one's a little bit of a loaded question since we've been together for so long, but I still like to ask once in a while in case you've got new ideas. Is there anything I've never done to you that you'd like me to try or anything that you'd like me to do more often that I might only do once in a while? Oh, there's several things I'd like you to do more often. Position on the sofa. I love that position. And gag me. I like when you put a ball gag in my mouth. Oh, you want me to gag you more often then? More often. And for clarification, the position on the sofa, her favorite position actually, <laughs> is her bent over the arm of the couch, facing outward, and me behind her with one knee on the couch and one foot on the floor. It gives a little bit better leverage and a little bit more control. Oh, it is such a great position. I have never tried that position before until I was with you, and I love that position. It's my favorite. Well, now that you're losing your podcast, Cherry, we're about to wrap it up here, but uh, since we've taken your Cherry this evening, anything else you want to say about sex to everybody out there on the internet? I think the biggest thing is about shame and shyness is it's one of those things that I feel it takes a lot to get over. But if you have a good mate that you can share things with, it makes everything a lot easier. You have been so wonderful with me uh, when we first got together and you made everything so easy and you explained things to me if there was something i didn't know if there was something i didn't like so i think open communication is extremely important 
and you're great about that. So oh, thank you very much, baby. My pleasure. That pretty much wraps up this mini episode, and I hope you had as much fun listening as I did recording it. I'll do more listener mail episodes as questions and comments warrant, and I hope they'll be a fun way to touch lightly on a variety of topics brought up by listeners. I hope to have the voicemail line set up by the next episode so you guys will have the option of calling in, and look for Shara to be making more appearances on future shows. Now that I'm starting to get settled with the format, I think it'll be a good addition to have a purely female point of view, especially when it's perspective of a woman who's lived pretty much all of her sexual fantasies, at least the ones that she's ready to. <laughs> Spending nine years with a shameless pervert tends to have that effect on a person. Plus, I'm a big believer that everything is better with titties, and I doubt this show will be any exception to that, at least on my end, because I get to play with them. <laughs> I'll be back soon to talk about masturbation and all the wonderful things that spanking the monkey and slapping the snapper can do for both your health and your attitude. Until then, this be me, J.V. Altharos, reminding you that sex is one of the greatest things in life, and there's always room for better. <laughs>